This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right. I love the thumbs up. That's what we get from Eddie. What's up, Alan? All right, I was listening to an interesting podcast yesterday, Jerry, and I thought you might like the topic. A listener had actually uh, sent me the podcast that uh, I think you might like it. It's a, a guy who's part of the Ringer podcast, which okay. is a, that Bill Simmons uh, owned. It's where JJ went, yes? Yeah. Okay. This guy's got a podcast called Plain English, and his name is uh, Derek Thompson. He does the interesting kind of pop culture-y type topics. Yeah. And it's quick, and it moves. And it's an enjoyable listen, so I thank the the listener who pointed this out to me. But daily or like weekly? Uh, it seems like weekly. Okay, it's definitely not daily. It seems like weekly. Mm-hmm. So I went back and I listened to a bunch of stuff from uh, the past couple months because they were again, and then they're only forty minutes long. Yeah. I listened to them on one and a half speed. Like I get through some stuff, but it was an interesting one yesterday about the music industry and and how they count uh, sales and charts, like how the how you get a record in the Billboard chart. Sure. And they were essentially saying that prior to 1991, that was the, the the delineation of the year, prior to 1991, it was like completely made up. Made up? It was. They had no real data that because they were Because all the using. records were handwritten probably, right? Or, uh, because they didn't, What they how they would do it was Billboard had a number of record stores that they would call to, and just ask, what are your biggest selling albums this week? Hmm. What do you got? And so they would they would tell you, oh, you know, this is selling big. This is, and they would get enough data, and they'd go, okay. So uh, basically, statistically, if enough people said this, we knew this was one. Correct. Wow. And it would change quite a bit. So like every two or three weeks, it would be a whole different chart. Yeah. Uh, and then in 1991, that's when SoundScan came in, which was... When you rang in, when you when somebody purchased a CD or record or cassette, they would hit it with the scanner. Boom, it goes into the computer. 
Now all of a sudden they knew yeah, what they records were being an sold. accurate portrayal. And it completely changed the popularity of the music music industry. Interesting. So prior to 1991, they said that some record stores, like let's say, uh, now Born in the USA was a huge album, so I'm just using this as a name. Right. But let's say they ordered so many Born in the USAs and they weren't moving. Yeah. They might say, oh, Born in the USAs are really popular, to hoping that it gets on the chart the so then people are interested. That's interesting. So what they found after 1991 was... That there were two genres that were a lot more popular than were getting credit. So previously it was rock and roll. After the sound scan came in, country and hip hop. Yeah, I believe went that. through the roof. Yeah, sure. And all of a sudden, Garth Brooks was had was on the charts forever. No kidding. And that was the other thing they found is that the charts didn't change as much as previously. Like that when people found something they, they liked. They stuck with it. They stuck with it. Well, but and but hip-hop, though, forget the charts, really didn't become popular, though. Too. Like, I know it was around, but mid-'80s, right? Would you say? When it really yeah. started to become popular? But I think in this 1991, and I could be off here by a couple of years, but I think 1991 is when, like, when when you started to hear Public Enemy. For sure. Um, uh, NWA. Mm-hmm. And those were the ones that were selling records when people didn't know they were selling when when the vast majority of a rock and roll listeners didn't know they were selling. So here would be one that I would ask you about: Run DMC. How did they do in the eighties? Because I feel like they were on the charts. They were, but only because of it at that time, probably because of Aerosmith, and they both did each other a favor. I know, I know the crossover in that song was huge, and it helped both because Aerosmith was dead, was at, dead in the water at that point too. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. so, so it was kind of cool, just like how. Once everything became electronic. It's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah. But you also, I've heard this about the New York Times bestseller list. That they make it up. That it is not, that they just call around still, even though we scan every purchase in to a computer. Right. So why would you waste time with that? That they just call around to a handful of very popular uh, stores that move a lot of product and ask them, what's selling? Hmm. But then it determines, because you might go into a bookstore. You and I are not voracious readers. But not you might voracious. go in the bookstore and go, I want to uh, get on a flight. I don't know what to get. Let me see what's on the bestseller. Let's yeah. see what people are reading. And it might be for geese. Yeah, because people aren't Fugazies. reading it. By the way, I don't think, I said this to my wife the other day, because yeah. Barnes & Noble and Homedale moved. Yeah. Oh, it did. Huge store. That was a big store. They moved into the shopping, the, the main part of the actual shopping center. It used okay. to be an out parcel right by the highway. Yes. Big standalone store. They moved inward and took over where Models used to be. Models went out of business there a year and a half ago, so they just took over. Big, you know, still big, not like it was, but still big. And my wife's like, I didn't know they moved. I'm like, well, in fairness, neither one of us is buying books. I said we both, when we do buy them, we actually buy them for our tablet or our phone digitally. Like I don't remember the last physical book I bought. Yet I've got seven or eight books on my phone that I read with these trips to Rutgers for Rutgers. But I read them all on my phone or on my tablet. Yeah. And it's just like, so you don't even realize what's going on, what's on the New York Times. Although you can see it on Google Play. They'll show you the New York Times bestseller list, too. But, uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, very interesting about these about charts. That? Yeah. And then I've, we've also heard from, like, things like uh, things that are in, like, the Apple Store mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you can pay to be I say I hate that on stuff. the, like, in, you could you and I could create an app. 
the Alan Jerry app and pay to, and pay to be bumped up. up. That's crap. Does it say promoted though? Like on Twitter, when stuff comes up and you're like, "Wow, why is that in my feed?" Yeah. And then you look underneath it, you see promoted. Okay, yeah. well they're they're advertising. Does I don't it think, come up that way. No, I don't think That's it right. does. You know, a podcast I'd actually like to do. I've thought about asking to do it. Not here. I'm on my own. Almost as therapy, in a way. I'd love to do a podcast with my wife about relationships, and then have different people as guests every week if they're interested enough. experts or no, other couple no, type other people. couple friends to kind of see what their relationship is like I think it would help a lot of people mm-hmm. because the more i read and listen and hear as i get older and older all i hear are couples that bicker can't stand with one another yet do they are everything's fine then it's not I think it would be a fascinating I, I don't know who would listen, I have no idea. But it would be interesting to put the headsets on my wife, give her a microphone and be like, "All right, we're going to talk about this." The problem I have with it is my kids are at an age they start listening to podcasts. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that they need to hear any of this stuff. Right. You know? And that's I, a weird one you. that I pull back to not do it because of that. Like I always wondered Howard Stern as his kids were growing older and he's still talking about boobs and ass. And he's got daughters. Like, how does that conversation go in the house? At some point, you have to have it, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I would think so. You know? Yeah. So, like, I would love to do that, but I I don't know that I can or should. But even then, like, in the Howard Stern era, at least that was, like, if you didn't hear it on the radio you live, you didn't hear it. Now everything lives and lives and lives forever. It lives forever, Jerry. And stuff's on video now and on TV, and then someone puts it on social media, it yeah. doesn't go away. Right. Even if you delete certain things, there are screenshots of them. Yep. You know, it's, uh, but I was thinking about that the, uh, the uh, maybe it was uh, over the weekend. I, mean, I would listen to, to that. It would be fun to do. Like, why did you do this on this day? <laughs> oh, that would go well. You know, no, 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 but <laughs> just trying to get inside the mind of your significant other. Yeah. And I think it would be good for both of you, actually. And then you bring on, when you bring guests on, you bring them on as couples, not one or the other. Because I don't know that that would be fair. Unless they just want to chime in on relationships in general. Which would be very interesting. Yeah. Because there's always two sides to everything. Always. I know. And we are really at a point with social media where it's easy to think you're the only relationship with issues. Because you see the... Facebook, Instagram, sure. happy post. And yet, everyone's got the same issues. I am always skeptical of the mushy couples oh. on, like, I'm always, they're, this, you know what, this is a signal, they're dead in the water. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I love my wife, she's degraded, that, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> you know? Well, you know what's funny, so, I've always said, one of the things I'd love to do is start a card company, because cards are such a load of shit. Honestly, I mean, I love my wife to death, my parents, like all these things. But some of these cards are insane. Yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean. They are so incredibly over-the-top nonsense. It's like you're going, nope, no. Oh, come on. Mm -hmm. All right. I know. Where's the bunny with the weird ears? (laughs) And then if you get a card like that, sometimes they're like, 
Well, this is the card. Yeah, well, that's the good thing. This is the like, card. Me and my wife have fun with those things. We really do. Like we give goofy cards, and it's fun. You get too mushy. I think she looks at me like, yeah, who who picked this one up? Right. <laughs> you know, the hardest to me are cards involving for your father. Okay. Right. We didn't grow up in this. Fathers nowadays are just these total mush bags <laughs> that the kids run all over. We didn't have that. Love you, Dad. I love it. Our dads were military guys. Yeah, they were just... They fought in Vietnam. <laughs> right. Yeah. They weren't these... And that's how I prefer my father. I don't want my father babying a baby and hugging a baby. Like, no. It's a good thing you're not a father. Right. <laughs> so when you look for cards for Father's Day or birthdays, sure. if your dad doesn't golf, because there's a lot of golf, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of golf yes. cards, there's a lot of fishing cards, yeah. there's a lot of... Hilarious remote control joke mm-hmm. cards and farts. Yes. If you don't have one of those and you want to get your father a card, a, a nice basic dad card. It is so hard. I agree. Because then it's always like, Father, you are always there for me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I know. It's so true. That, But that's the problem with buying cards these days. When It's funny you mentioned that about, you know, dads being the way they were because I, I feel like my dad was in the middle. He was not a drill sergeant. Mm hmm. But he also, you also knew when he was pissed. But was he like, I always used the term mushy. Like, he no. didn't show affection, did he? No, we were not a hugging, right. I love you type of family like that, even though you knew it. It was kind of right. understood. Yes. Um, but it is, it's interesting from the standpoint of, as time goes by and you see how fast it goes, it's like you want to hold on to it as long as you can. And it's interesting that that, era of father um fathering i don't know fatherhood whatever. fatherhood they sp- i mean life could have ended in a blink as they were fighting in the jungles um lived in a day and age where drunk driving was common and legal and you would think that they would have been the ones right that would have realized they really got away with not dying young yeah <laughs> and and yet not so much yeah not so much so it's it's yeah it's funny yeah yeah. Definitely different. They should have like just a card for your father and father's day. I turned out pretty good. <laughs> you turned out pretty good. Yeah, good job by us. <laughs> Dad, well done. Your son. <laughs> <laughs> your son. <laughs> I ended cold. up getting a job. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have not asked you for money. <laughs> I wasn't a, didn't turn out to be a complete loser. And when you pass, I'll take care of the expenses. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh man! A happy medium. Yeah, it and it, and not to get all deep, but it it's as they get older. Yeah, and you start to see like, wow, they're older. Yeah, like what was it all for? Like, and I'm not being funny. I'm not. Yeah, this is not for Eddie to clip. I don't mean anything by this, but you really do. You sit there and think about all the time that went by. It's like, now what? Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. I think when fathers get older, they lose their power. Uh, Their intimidating power. I think it depends on where they are in life. Meaning, if they're still working and still in charge of people, I think they They probably still feel that way. I think if you get to a point where you wake up with not much to do, you feel like that. Yeah. I think that's probably very true. Like, they get too nice. Yes. Yeah. You know what happens? When fathers get grandchildren, 
Maybe they soften up a little. Maybe. That's when the first beginnings of the softening. Well, and so begin. do the so do the, so do your moms who t- become grandparents. Yeah, you know the same people that used to say, "I made dinner. We're not going out. Deal with it." All of a sudden, they make pasta, and the grandchild says, "Oh, I'd like to go to Ruby Tuesdays." Okay, throw that out <laughs> like, in the garbage. When did, I remember having that conversation with my mom once, where. And my, my, it's weird. Like my kids never ask for anything. They really, aside from Christmas time, they're pretty good. Never an issue. And I remember one time we got, I think it was Joseph. We got him sneakers for his birthday. My parents gave him gifts for his birthday. And like two weeks later, he stayed at their house to sleep over. He was like five or six years old. And he came home with two new pairs of sneakers. I'm like, what the hell is this? And my mom's like, he asked for them. I'm like, his birthday was two weeks ago. We just got him new sneakers. I know, but he asked. What happened to my mom who used to tell us, save your own money. Right. And maybe when you save something and you show me that it really means something to you, I will take you to the mall and we'll get you the sneakers. You became a mush. Yep. Softened right up. And it's like, I know. Like, uh, like what happened? When did that change? Something happens, Jerry, when they uh, uh, you're right. become grandparents. You're, you are absolutely right about that. They soften up a little bit. That is true. A layer is peeled away. Yeah. A couple layers, I think, are peeled, yeah. peeled away. That's true. That is true. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another thing randomly, I don't know why I was thinking about this on my ride in. I really don't know why how this even came up, but I was thinking about the people I admired growing up. Right? Okay. So it was uh, David Letterman, Howard Stern. Those are like... And dad. (laughs) And dad. (laughs) A real hard ass. (laughs) And I was just thinking that uh, when I was enjoying their their work, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was the only one enjoying their work. Like it felt like... They were performing for you? Well, I just felt like I've discovered this and not a lot of people are in on this yet. Right. Right. And then as... As you see performers uh, become professional performers, stand-up comedians, things, Mm -hmm. and you realize they were very influenced by that person, right? So Letterman was one of those. So you 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 hear comics now on on uh, being interviewed and be like, "Oh, was you know David Letterman was my guy." That was you know Johnny Carson. That was my father's Mm -hmm. talk show. You know, I like David Letterman. I was watching Letterman. I was listening to Stern when he was only on in New York and. Philly and Washington and this is this. And then, so so then I believe it also happened with Conan O'Brien, believe it or not. Okay. But I had moved. Now, at that point, I became the older guy, right? Mm-hmm. But you hear a lot of comedians, Nikki Glaser, for example, in interviews, saying when she was a kid that I need to, I want to do what Conan is doing. Like, mm. he became this guy that was sort of uh, written off by the older generation yeah. of no, I don't even know who Conan O'Brien is. He's taken over for Letterman. Good luck. Yeah, I don't know that there's a person today that is like that for the future, only because of how splintered everything is. The only thing I would say is, 
from people I talk to, the one guy that has buzz is Jimmy Fallon. Really? People love Jimmy Fallon. Again, people in my circle, not necessarily yours. Yeah. Whenever the topic of late night TV comes up, because I actually do have this conversation about how popular it used to be, and we talk about the money they make, which I don't understand. People, Friends of mine will always say, yeah, but do you ever see Fallon on YouTube? And we always talk about this. The clips are more popular now than the show is. Right. People seem to love Fallon. I like Kimmel, but not to the point where I watch it. It's if something pops up, I'll watch it, but I'm not seeking him out. It seems like I, I think Fallon might be the guy, but I don't I don't know. I don't think it has the buzz like it had in the 80s for yeah. sure. I was thinking, I thought, I thought about Jimmy Fallon, and then I started to think, will we will we get the next wave of people that said, oh, I'm, I'm in this, I got into the business because I love what Jimmy Fallon know. was doing. That's I don't a good know. question. I don't know. Because, I don't know if it would go further towards the stand-up circuit like they got into it because of bill burr and watching him right. now because st- everything is you know before as you know if you wanted to go see a stand-up you had to go see the stand-up now you can see the stand-up at your desk at work every day so maybe those have more of an influence now on up-and-coming yeah people i don't know yeah i loved stand-up too back then and when i felt like i knew everybody yeah. now I, I don't know half the people that have netflix specials i'm like well so many people are trying it too who is this right and they have a, you know, you go to their Instagram page, they have 2 yep. million, like, who, I don't even know who you are. Yep. I don't know. So, but with Jimmy Fallon, I always think, I think of Jimmy Fallon more like a Jay Leno, which is moms and dads and grandmothers like them. Sure. The 13-year-old who is a comedian, has a comedic mind, but is not accepted at school and things. That's the person I'm looking for. Like, who are they looking up to? Like, know. we looked up to Letterman, Conan, Howard. I think you have to go find it on YouTube. Yeah. Because so there's not from, a person. like No. I, just because I got an 18-year-old and a 12, soon to be 13-year-old, and looking at what they watch, there is no question that it is YouTube-based. 100%. It's not TV anymore. It's just not to where... I don't even, I'm literally going to drop a couple of the apps I pay for, and I'm going to pay for the YouTube app now. It's great. For the commercial free, because that's what they watch. That is a yeah, no, I know. game changer. I, told, I get it. Take the commercials off of YouTube. I get it. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, and I was watching one of the shows with Joseph on, um, is it Saturday, Sunday, whatever? No, Sunday. Saturday, because I was away Sunday. Saturday, I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, these commercials. I gotta, I'm going to get you commercial free next week. And he was like, really? Like, didn't even understand what I meant. I'm like, yeah, there'll be no more skipping. And he's like, that would be amazing. I'm like, yes, I will. I'm going to get that for you. The, and they give you a free trial of it. Yeah. And forget it. The free trial. Like, I'm in. Yeah. Not I, going back. I believe it. I believe it. He uh, Like, if I asked him, do you know any shows on Channel 7? He would ask me, how do I get to Channel 7? Yeah, what is Channel 7? Yeah. it's a, He goes to the smart TV right to YouTube. And, and you know, Netflix to a little bit. Mostly YouTube, though. And it's all, we watched a show the other day, and I got to tell you, I was even entertained. It was these, and I I know Mr. Beast, we've talked about him. I don't even know who these kids were. Clearly in, I would say, Arizona, New Mexico, somewhere like that. Very deserty, sunny, some cactus. And they're in a home that in this area, I would say, is probably a seven dollars $800,000 house. How much it is where they are, I have no idea. And that house is nothing more than props for their show. And the show we watched was 
they had a big board in the living room, and on the board there were um, pieces of paper labeled 1 to 100. And you had to pick a number out of a fishbowl. And whatever number came up, you went to the board, ripped it off, turned it over. You had to do that feat. And it would be something as simple as get on the la- get on a ladder, go to the roof, and shoot a basket from the roof into the hoop that's in the pool. Soon as that's done, cross it off the list, you get five points. First person to however many points wins. It was a 30-minute show. They had things like, you know, number 99, go to the beach, do spike ball and play whatever. And I got to tell you, it was tremendous. And then I said to him, like, how many people have viewed this? And he's like, he looks. He's like, 91 million. Right. What? (laughs) And it's these seven or eight guys in their early 20s that come up with this concept. And he is entertained. And I got to tell you, so was I. Like, who comes up with this stuff? I don't know how you break through to that level. I don't either. I guess once you do, you're, you're golden. Yeah. It's unbelievable. 90 million people viewed it. I was Damn. reading another thing about what you brought up, Mr. Beast. So it was Mr. Beast and then this, uh, I think there's a female YouTuber, and their point was this. They both had similar numbers of people watching their videos. Okay, right. so let's say it was 100 million. Let's say it was 100 million views for a video. They were each getting 100 million views. Okay. Mr. Beast would get that with, say, 80 million subscribers. She was getting it with 20 million. Oh, interesting. So she was having stuff that people were watching over again. and over again, where Mr. Beast was a watch it and what's next. Watch. And it was like, which is better? Which would you rather have as a I believe YouTuber? I don't know about her. I believe he could be because he puts out new content every day. It's not once a week, twice a week. It's every day he's creating content. So you watch it, it's on to the next thing, I would think. But I don't know. That's to me, if you get 100 million views, who cares how many things you're putting out there? Or how many many unique. I guess it was about unique viewers. So Mr. Beast has more unique viewers. Would that get paid more, do you think? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's all by views. As long as the views are there. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting world that I... I'm not real. I really look at from the outside and yeah. would love to know how these people break it's through. Fascinating. And yeah. Really interesting as to like what, because I'm sure there are also things on YouTube where there's groups of guys doing things. That's great. That no one knows about. Yeah. And how do you get to that? Next oh, there's level? so much. I mean, there's so many people have so have their own channels I and mean, you tried it. It's That's really, impossible. and you have a following. Think about that. People start with nothing. And build it up. Mr. Beast tells a great story about how he started with, you know, 20 people watched it. And 20 turned into 40. 40 turned into 80. 80 turned into 250. And it took years. Yeah. And that's the resolve, I think. That's part of it. I think he said it took three or four years to actually break through and continued and kept putting money into it. Like, at what point do you say, hey, ass face, this ain't working? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Because for every Mr. Beast, there's probably thousands of people that tried what he did and just gave up yeah and i try to think back like is it is for me is that because uh i'm much older now and i'm trying to think do do i consider that i did that in radio so a lot of people that i went to school with that wanted to do this dropped out along the way because the money was terrible maybe 
Maybe. And I waited it out. Yeah, maybe. If you think about it. Yeah. Like, I made terrible money for years and years. I mean, it was embarrassing, right. actually. The first 97, 98, 99, 2000. It was probably, it was 2001 when I actually started making a halfway decent salary. Nothing great, but halfway decent. That was five years in. And five years out of college, that took me six years to get out of because of my stupid college I chose. So that, if you think about that, from the moment I went to college for the first day, it was 11 years before I actually started making normal money. Right, not embarrassing them. Not great, normal, very average. And then from there, it took another, shoot, another six years to get to the next step, next level. Right, so your resolve was in that era for radio – you and I did what we needed to do. Yes. If we were in the YouTube era, would would we be doing that with YouTube of pumping out content that no one was watching you know, the, until it caught I on. think the difference is we were still getting paid as opposed to you're putting the time in with very little return. No one's paying you. You're not making much. Yeah, and you were at a place like WFAN or another radio mm-hmm. station that was alive. Yeah, and you felt like you had a chance. Right. You just needed a break. Yeah. Which ultimately, some get, some don't. And I was lucky enough, as were you, to you know find your way to a good spot. Sure. So it's very, it is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? Never mind. How about that? All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Ooh, Boomer's out the rest of the week. Yes. So you got a Geo and Jerry show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes. Uh, which means I'll have CeeLo in here, yes? He will be here the Ooh. next three days. Okay. Well, I'll uh, chat <laughs> with And he CeeLo. can try and find sound. <laughs> Good luck, CeeLo. Because, wow. Yeah. You on your own, CeeLo. (laughs) Sounds good. All right, Jerry. Yeah.